0: My name's Matthew, and you're listening to the Robros Podcast.
1: Five,
2: four, three, two,
0: one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Robros podcast. Today, Thomas and I will be starting a new series called, uh, uh, what what are we going to call this?
3: Uh, Robros Blu-ray reviews?
0: I don't know. Yeah, we'll come up with something. But to introduce you guys to this new series, I'll just say that around 2013 2014 i started collecting these little discs called blu-rays um if you're young enough i feel like i need to explain what a blu-ray is now but i collected upwards to uh uh hold on let me pull up my
3: collection app and i'll tell you exactly how many blu-rays i collected Let's see. In total, I have 127 movies in my
0: collection, and it's still growing to this day. But Thomas and I one day looked at it, and we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we just randomly decided to watch every single movie and review it on the podcast? So that's exactly what we did.
2: Uh, Originally, we were planning on doing it in alphabetical order, uh, but we have decided instead to start randomly. Just, just, just go random. Spin a wheel every time. Yeah. So I we mean, don't know what movie it will be until the day that we watch it.
0: Yeah. I mean, what what's the fun for us if we know exactly what's gonna come next every single time? I, I think it just fits so much better if we can just spin the wheel the night of and then force ourselves to watch whatever movie comes up. Um, which is exactly what we did tonight.
2: Um, now, my, I, I go back to earlier. You mentioned how big your collection was. You said 120. Wait, how many?
0: 127 movies.
2: Well, that's funny because I have three Blu rays in our collection. Uh, oh, so that brings up to 130.
0: 130, that's right. Okay, so with Thomas's additions, we're going to have, uh, at the very minimum, 130 episodes but um I still slowly collect blu-rays um when I'm able to so it may go up
3: who knows um are we sure 130 episodes i think there's a few blu-rays that are
2: i don't know never mind. never mind forget forget me
3: for yeah Just
2: forget i'm here
0: yeah this right. is this
2: one person podcast
0: I, that's why I said a
3: minimum of 130 episodes, a minimum. Anyways, anyways, there'll be more. Um, yeah. So
0: we watch the Blu-ray tonight. Do I do I need to explain what a Blu-ray is? I feel like they're still. Like,
2: go go ahead, go ahead. This is kind of the inaugural episode of this. Might as well explain what it is for future reference. I mean, people today probably know what Blu-rays are, but like in 30 years, we could have like. A new form of media, like yeah. storage, that's yeah. not online, or everything could just be online and physical media is dead.
0: I really hope not. I, I truly hope not. We can we can talk more on physical media and streaming some uh, another point in this episode or in this series, but for now, I'll explain uh, Blu-rays, for those of you who somehow don't know, are um, special special discs um, in the shape of a CD or DVD. They're just discs, and they are uh, able to withhold more information, more storage on them, and uh, with that are able to have higher sound quality and higher picture quality, um, being at 1080p, uh, which is cool. Um, And you need to... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: And for all our, our uh, British listeners, you—that's uh, uh, 1080p, like the, the quality, not the, the price.
3: Yes. Well, I mean, some not of 1080pence. <laughs> uh, some of them could be, but that's true. Blu-rays are uh, the I, I the mo- most expensive physical media
0: that's common. Um, between Blu-ray and DVD. But anyways, I feel I feel like that's too much talk on what a Blu-ray disc is. Uh, let's get into what our wheel landed on, Thomas.
2: Uh, we're we're starting off today with um a musical that I hadn't I hadn't seen before today. So another musical podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes. well. Well, I guess we better welcome them back to our musical theater podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yes, we are
2: doing the two thousand two film Chicago, based on the nineteen seventy five musical, which is based off of uh, a
3: nineteen twenty six yes nineteen twenty six play. Yes. Wow! Great, great silence. We're we're doing we're doing the podcast well.
0: Yeah, I thought. Wait, have you already said the title? Yeah,
2: I said it's Chicago. Oh. Wait, did I?
0: I don't know, but now you did. It's Chicago. It's Chicago. It's Chicago. We're doing, we're doing Chicago. Um, we're leaving
2: that break in there.
0: A six Academy Award winner, um, including Best Picture. Yeah.
2: Uh, Wikipedia describes it as a musical black comedy crime film. So, if that sounds interesting to you, stop this podcast right here. Go watch, go watch the movie, or just listen to, the, just just watch some version of the musical. I'm sure you'll you'll get the gist. Um, yeah. Probably it would be easier to find the movie somewhere though. So,
3: I was yes. just doing
2: that, or or read the Wikipedia article. But I mean, where's the fun in that?
0: There's no fun in that. Um, music is by John Cander and lyrics by Fred Ebb you know you know them as candor and ebb who also wrote the music and lyrics to cabaret um which and then, also
2: might show up later
0: yes and by might it 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 will we're not we're not trying to keep any secrets from you uh,
2: yeah it's it's, it's in the collection there'll yeah. be a youtube video going up soon that yeah. pretend like takes place uh before we're recording this podcast but it doesn't we're, we haven't done it yet
0: no we really haven't we're we're being really lazy with this series um but that's yeah okay. because
2: we're not lazy with anything else
0: the podcast <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no house of anubis we put all our time and effort in the
2: yeah by the time this podcast episode comes out i, be- I better have released episode two
0: yes we have like four episodes just backlogged. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but, but we're we're going off on tangents. Um, I, I, but before we go back on our main track, I I want to say, speaking of YouTube, go subscribe to Robro's podcast on YouTube. Uh, we're gonna upload a reaction video to us landing on Chicago. We recorded uh, a spinning the wheel and. Th- Finding out that we were going to spend the next hour and a half, or however long Chicago is, um, singing and, and dancing to a good jolly old time,
2: and and just in general, um, if you want to, if you want to enjoy uh, this, this podcast, if you, if you want to be able to watch these, uh, what we're watching beforehand, ahead of time, so that you're ready for this podcast, we will be releasing those reactions uh, prior yes as a little announcement so you can find yeah. out early on what we're what we'll be watching in the next podcast
0: Yeah, so you can come join us and um, sort of know what we're talking about but this one this one should uh, uh, should be a pretty easy one i feel like a lot of people have seen chicago um of course it I was best it. best picture winner of what would it have it been 2002 2003 2002 Two thousand and two down. um yeah. Uh, so you had not seen Chicago before, but well, how much how much uh, of, sh- yeah, I was about to ask, how much of Chicago like overall, did you know before this?
2: I had seen um, a much shortened version uh, uh, musical of the musical version of the musical, um, uh, a duet performed by you know two people uh performing this uh, it's shortened so i i didn't know most of the story but I, I knew how it ended i knew the basic plot of it um but that was also four years ago so it's very like it's like a dream like looking back at a dream is i didn't really remember much but i it, it was it was there so i, I did kind of know um uh, the story going into
0: this yeah um to kind of explain what Thomas was meaning is um, there's this, uh, like, a competitive speaking um, in high school, college, uh, where there's an event called duet acting or duo interpretation, if you want to get specific. Um, and you cut down a piece of your choice. Um and a published piece, and it has to be within a ten minute timeline. So what Thomas was referencing is uh, some some uh, colleagues from our high school did Chicago one year for their piece. Um, I don't really remember it. Thomas, did you say I was in high school? Yeah. The um, the only time the only reason why I
2: saw I perform those because. It was in class. In class. Um, they were, um, they practiced it a lot. You know, Kay. as you would. It's all yeah. class based around practicing this stuff. So,
0: yeah. That year, I did. For all you musical theater nerds out there, I did La
3: Fall. <laughs> yeah. I, I did the Odd Couple. <laughs> That's true. Thomas did the Odd Couple. Um.
0: But I was. I was curious was chicago like watching it uh just thinking how many of these songs have you heard before cuz i feel like some of the songs from chicago have bled into our contemporary like pop like radio stuff H- had you heard any of this music previously well yeah the final song i had heard before oh you
2: um, had and I had seen, I had heard. Well, yeah, it was in their, um, their the duet of the the musical. They they definitely did.
3: Okay. Then or duo, I guess. Um, and um, what's it? Uh, cell block
2: tango or something like that? Jailhouse tango. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, the
0: cell block tango.
2: Yeah, I, I of course had heard that one because it was on the radio. You were there though just like a few months ago on your birthday
0: yes yeah we were listening to it on my birthday um had you heard the song all that jazz before um which one's that again uh the very beginning the first song
2: maybe i can't remember that was so long ago the first song
0: yeah i mean that one's a pretty popular one um yeah this is just a really popular show uh, if if you guys didn't know, Chicago is currently the second longest-running Broadway show in existence. Um, Which, or I, I, guess I mean,
2: they must, they must be really confused performing that because the, I think they're in the wrong city. Someone should inform them that, they, that they're that they in New York performing that, not Chicago.
0: I, yeah, that's really silly.
2: There's a bit of a communication error there, probably. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um. And I should say that this run of Chicago is actually the revival of Chicago on Broadway. And it's been running since the year 1996. It's going to this day. So that's fun. It's,
2: it's almost fun 30 time.
3: years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kinda. What What do you mean, kinda?
0: What was that, 25 years ago?
3: That yeah. would be uh, 27
0: years ago. What? Twenty-seven.
3: Ah. Years? No, wait. nineteen no, no, ninety-six.
0: Yeah, twenty-five. I'm done. You got a you got a brain injury? Yeah, what's up?
2: Uh, um, no, no comment.
0: Man, this is Thomas's first musical he's ever seen, so. No, it's not. You, wait, you gotta, hold you gotta, on a you gotta, second. You gotta, you gotta you gotta give him a a chance. Technically, I mean, if you're
2: going off of our podcast, uh, wise, <laughs> technically, I've seen SpongeBob the musical twice. I mean, actually, I've seen it once, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, how would you compare this to Spongebob the musical? Which did you like better?
2: I preferred Spongebob the musical.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I like to hear. I, what what'd you, um, what'd you think of Chicago? I want to hear your initial so, thoughts.
2: I don't, I, I would imagine watching the musical, in my opinion, is probably better than the movie. Uh, for one reason, the movie was trying it really felt like it wanted to just be a, a like a musical performance like a actual like on a stage performance but then they interspersed the actual movie scenes when they weren't singing and it was just weird constantly going back and forth between these um it felt a little fever dreamish you know yeah. uh, going going back and forth between these different sets settings
0: yeah i i would say um I mean I I also have not seen a stage production of Chicago before. I've seen this movie plenty of times before. Um it 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 is off putting at sometimes I can see what they were doing um trying to show like the juxtaposition of or not even juxtaposition but the just the burlesque club and the jail yeah. or, or like dispersing like oh yeah this is kind of the main uh feel of this entire piece is that we're in a burlesque club that's how we are in a uh, in a club in the 20s so we need to keep that feel up um the, i feel like that's what the m- musical was really trying to go for so i could understand it but, yeah but the the one biggest offender that really made me a little upset was during cell block tango when they were dispersing like little scenes where they were talking amongst themselves in the jail yeah that was
2: that was not good
0: yeah i i thought if you're gonna do the like stage thing keep it on that uh because that's the Visually interesting part, and we don't need to see like any any proof that oh yeah she was being told this by the actual inmates. We didn't need to know that because it adds absolutely nothing to the plot. Now that's not me saying that the song isn't important um or or fun. I'm all for entertaining songs like *Cell Block Tango* being thrown the musicals, but we we didn't need break from our fantasy reality to go into our actual reality. It was just unneeded. And yeah, there were some times where they were a little off the ball when cutting uh, between the two.
2: I will say one time where that was done uh, quite well, I would say is the um this marionette song, the the one they both uh,
0: reached for the gun. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, the one where it's the interview. I think it does do well. Um, it helps to remind you that, um, well, the, because the song's playing out like it's uh, the the lawyer saying all this stuff that um, he he's the one the defender I guess uh, is the one who's saying all the stuff is what it sounds seems like if you're just paying attention to the song the stage area but when they actually cut back to the actual scene that's happening they do show that. Um, he's saying stuff, some stuff. She's saying some other stuff. So it does help to kind of remind you, and it's very mm-hmm. brief. And then they get back to the actually quite visually stunning uh, scene of all the marionette stuff going on. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a cool looking movie. Um, yeah. I don't know who directed, who, who directed this. Do you have that
3: pulled um,
2: up? The uh, Rob Marshall.
3: Rob, Rob- Marshall.
2: Rob Marshall Jr.
3: What? What else has he uh, directed?
0: What does it say? Uh,
2: let's Let's see. Let's see. Um, Cause the he... TV he de- debuted with the TV adaptation of Annie, the 1999 oh, wow. made-for-television musical.
0: <laughs> oh, hey! So he, so he's a musical kind of guy.
2: Um, Memoirs of a Geisha. Okay. Oh, uh. Wait, no. Never mind. Um, he directed Nine, which is also an adaptation of a Broadway production. All
0: right.
2: Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides.
0: <laughs> that's that's nice.
3: Okay. Um, he
2: he directed the film adaptation, uh, Disney's film adaptation of Into the Woods. So yeah, the the film.
3: Oh, the
0: yes, and and uh, I'll go ahead and say now to. The listeners that expect into the woods eventually in our in our podcast series, but don't expect the James Corden version. That will probably not happen. At least not right away. What?
2: I forgot he was in that for
0: some reason. Yeah, yeah, he plays the baker. Yeah, he plays the the main
3: character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for Um, some. For some reason,
2: he also uh, directed *Mary Poppins Returns*.
0: Oh, I saw that in theaters. That one was pretty good. I liked *Mary Poppins Returns*.
2: And he's slated to film the uh, live-action slash CGI adaptation of *The Little Mermaid*. Is it
0: live-action oh, or CGI? I I couldn't tell you. Uh, I would assume that uh, *Flounder* will be CGI. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, uh, *Scuttle* will be CGI that's just my assumption yeah what do I know they could be people in big old suits just like Big Bird
2: but yeah it seems like Chicago is his big film
1: yeah but
0: I mean he's what done a...
2: quite a few big things with End of the Woods and Mary Poppins Returns and Memoirs of a Geisha
0: yeah and, and this one looks and looks handy. really nice um, I'm not a huge film uh, snob or anything so I'm not gonna to sit back here and bore all of you guys with a oh all the visual elements that are proving a point or or it's just it, it's telling a whole different story by the way that he uses his camera i'm not gonna bore you guys with that i'm not gonna lie and tell you guys i know what i'm saying um all i know is there were some cool scenes and the movie looked nice it yeah. was well shot um,
2: yeah, there were quite a few scenes that the choreography
3: was um, was really good. The, yes. The I I just keep thinking of the the
2: interview scene with uh, where you have um okay what's the character's name again? Uh,
0: and what Billy wait, Flynn?
2: Uh, Billy oh, Flynn,
0: the play, the play, lawyer. Yeah, played by um, Richard Gere. By the way, an all-star yeah, um, cast here uh yeah um he's
2: he's uh he's puppeteering the main character roxy Hart. he's like puppeteering her kind of in this on the stage version mimicking how she he's deciding everything she should say like he decided everything that she should say like ran through him beforehand and then he's like at the end of it he's like all the uh people who all the uh reporters who are there at the event are like his little marionettes who he has on strings because they're all writing down the story that he's weaving.
0: Yeah. Um, It's interesting that you bring up uh, the choreography and that marionette scene because that personally is my favorite song of the whole show. It's just, uh, it's just fun um yeah. but the choreography actually when this show started um, on Broadway the book is co-written by Bob Fosse who also choreographed the original production of Chicago and I know that name probably sounds like nothing to you Thomas but Bob Fosse is kind of a huge name in uh, musical theater and even even in film um as he has such a distinct style for his dances like he's really he really perfected the use of jazz hands or the use of hats throughout his uh, uh choreography that's really made ev- everything of his work stand out uh so i'm i'm actually really intrigued to know how much of the choreography in this film adaptation was inspired by Bob Fossey. I don't know who choreographed this film, but uh, there was definitely a lot of elements that I was like, oh, I could see Bob Fosse like originally putting that in the production. So uh, something that I should have researched, but I didn't.
2: Well, I mean, I would say we haven't really done too much research. We're kind of doing it during podcasts. So
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we decided we're just going to completely wing this. Series Which, all just first impress or first in quotations impressions. Uh, it, I I like this way of doing it.
2: Yeah. To be fair, we're a few stutterings aside, mainly in my part because I am not good at speaking. Uh, <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, was Was there anything from this film from this musical that you were like, ooh? I really liked that character, or I liked the plot point, or um, just anything Um, that really stood out.
2: Well, the problem is this, um, with the musicals, I mean, I guess I I know what the story was, but honestly, things seemed a little chaotic to me, probably just because of the fact that, like, every few seconds was a musical number, because it is a musical that's happening here.
0: Yes. Um,
2: the the whole movie idea is kind of tricking. It tricks you into this false sense of security where you, where you think, oh yeah, this is going to be. We're getting into a movie segment and then it switches into a song onto the stage, which is another, going back to the problem earlier of how it keeps switching back and forth between the two. It kind of sometimes can feel like nothing's getting done in the main story for like the long stretches at a time because they just keep going to songs. But stuff is happening during the songs. It's just because they aren't showing it like, in the actual movie settings it's showing them in on these stages,
3: instead. yeah, yeah, um,
0: it it I feel like it it lends itself really well to you know on stage as you can feel the energy and uh, you know all the theater around you, all all that feelings that you get from. Just being there and presence and uh, yeah, but but in the film it it can really uh kind of s- slow it down or it, not even slow it down in this case because they're very energetic numbers but like kind of overwhelm you in a yeah. sense. Uh, I I definitely felt that at the beginning where I was just like oh my goodness. This is uh, the kind of boring. I'm not going to lie at the beginning. It's not until uh, really when we meet Richard Gere's character. Um, yeah, i uh, That it's kind of like, okay, okay. This is kind of starting to get interesting. Because um, personally, I know People are like, "What about Cell Block Tango?" Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Cell Block Tango overall. It, it's
2: catchy, but yeah, I can I, I can see where you're coming from here. Yeah,
0: it, it might it might be because I've heard it so many times, and at this point, every time I watch it, it's like hitting a wall in the movie where it's like, "Oh my god, not this song again!" So now it kind of drags on. Um but it's also a very f-
2: long song where really yes. nothing plot wise happens.
0: Oh, no, no, it's uh, it's just uh, establishing characters surrounding her, you know, setting up the scene. Uh, or of which up only, one of yeah, um, well, only one of
2: them matters,
0: yeah, uh, only one of them matters. All, they're all the rest of them are just around. Um,
2: it's just characterization for a bunch of characters who we don't really meet again, except for maybe the Hungarian
0: yes, yeah, i don't I don't think it's bad. I, and I think it's a good
3: addition to the musical. Um, it, it it's a little different when it comes to a film, I think, but
0: overall, I don't think it really affects it. i I think I only I just have my own personal bias against cellblock tango
2: yeah um yeah i I really feel like with this movie they were really trying to capture where i i would assume this musical really like shines is the fact that the musical is really based around the fact that it being on a stage the musical taking place on a stage um like is it 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 like it uh, what's the word i'm looking for it enhances the story about someone wanting to be a star, like wanting to be a star on these uh, burlesque shows and stuff. Like, um, it it enhances the feel of it, the stage like feel where the, the whole play is kind of, the musical is like it, it's I'm really out of my depth here analyzing a musical. Um, it really does feel like that that's like a major part of it is being on stage. That's like the heart and soul of this musical. And so when you try to transform it into a movie and take it away from that, it's difficult. So at least you can see that they're trying to keep that part, that element of the musical in there, but it does create some issues.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. um, Definitely the whole... Whole uh theme in the film, uh, in the show is yeah someone wanting to be on va- in vaudeville and a dancer all, all this stuff, um wanting the fame but, uh in Chicago as they say, that's hard hard to do because uh, there's always going to be someone else to upstage you, um especially when it comes to crimes. Someone wanting to build their fame off of crime. Uh, someone will always come along and upstage you, no matter what you do. Uh, time will forget you. But, uh, yeah, it, it does. It does kind of uh, lose its charm when they're on the stage like that. But we're watching them uh, through a screen. I yeah. can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, especially when they're, you know, long musical numbers. And someone that's like you, that's not really big into musicals or doesn't really watch or listen to musicals a lot, it it's kind of uh, hard to adjust to sitting through
3: long musical numbers like this. Um Yeah. Um. So going back to your earlier question about if anything stood out, um,
2: you did mention when uh, Richard uh, Gear is the last name Gear.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: When Richard Gear's character uh, Billy Flynn is introduced, um, I think he is a pretty good, a uh, pretty good element in this show. He definitely does like every scene he's in. He's really good. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Famous. That's not
2: like likable but you you know he's not a good guy but you just you you love him anyways that that kind of character
0: yeah yeah he's a he's a sleazy guy he only cares about the moolah and the win for his own ego and his own image uh as we see throughout the whole show where um once another uh Uh, criminal comes along it catches his eye it's like ooh, this one overshadows the other one so i'll take this one um so he's a sleazeball but uh he brings a charm as every lawyer or shark uh, uh does is brings the charm to go for the
3: throat yeah, and, and this this brings me to the the topic of characters. Ooh. There's, there's many characters
2: in this, and I think we just go down IMDb's list of of the cast from who they think is the most important to uh least important, and just just <laughs> just talk about them. So uh, okay. number one, we've got uh, Renee Zellweger. Zellwe- it's I'm not good at yeah.
0: pronouncing. Uh, yeah, it's Renee name. Zellweger as Zellweger. Uh,
2: Roxy Hart.
0: Yeah. Do we want to talk about her now, or do we want to go through the list? I say um, let's talk about them now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk
2: about them as we go
1: through them.
0: So yeah, Roxy or Renee Zellweger's character. Uh, thoughts?
2: Um, she's good. I mean, she kind of has to be though, since she's the main character. Um, I don't, I don't really have much to say. I'm, I'm not really prepared for this. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she she she's good in the role. I don't know. What what, what do you think? As someone a bit more experienced, probably with
3: yeah, analysis I mean, of I
2: of the
0: I'm films? I'm always a big fan of Renee Zellweger, especially since seeing her in her role as Judy Garland in Ju- the film Judy that came out two or three years ago. Um, it's just given me even more respect for her, and I think Roxy Hart is a good character, a really good character, because um, she's so unlikable, um, and she she just sets it up at the beginning as oh yeah, this is an unbearable character because she tries to pin it on our boy Amos um, at yeah. the beginning, the killing. And then she just never lets up on the poor guy and uh, uses him. And then she's off. And she never gets her comeuppance. She gets everything she wants, um, except for a little bit there, nearing the end. But um, she even fakes a pregnancy. And she plays it so convincingly uh, that I, I feel like the show kind of makes it so that we as the audience should cheer for her but we all know like she's an unbearable character she's good at manipulating us
2: yeah and I mean I'll be honest the pregnancy thing almost works if they don't go ahead and tell you that it's fake during the doctor scene well okay they don't if you're I mean if you're just listening to this you wouldn't notice but like you can tell that the doctor is being manipulated because of something that ha- is going on in the background of the scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah, I, I, it just it works so well. Uh, she, she plays the character um, because she's this pretty blonde who seems innocent enough. Who wouldn't hurt a fly when in truth, she, she murdered out of rage and um, is just kind of, careless overall so it's a nice nice character and i i enjoy the character
2: all right so the the next character that imdb says uh is important is Catherine Zeta-Jones as Velma Kelly
0: another great actress
2: although That's personally nice. i would think that she's more like third main character but second still work i still understand that
3: carry on. Probably is how it's built during, I mean, it is how it's built during the movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, she's uh, good in the role. Um, This character kind
2: of feels a bit strange because like, she's supposed to be major, but really it feels like she's just kind of there the whole
0: time. She's kind of used as a foil or Roxy um till the end um trying to change the path of the plot I I don't I, again I've never seen the original production of Chicago I've only ever seen the movie but it feels like they reduced Velma's role maybe I don't know this it, it, this very might well be everything she does but yeah I I can't help but notice that she didn't do as much as I even remembered watching this movie last. Um, You always think of her uh, first, at least for me, because she's the one that sings all that jazz. Um, So, yeah, that that was different. Uh, And and before, before we even move on from these two, I would like to give a shout out to some of the original Broadway performers that played these characters because they're big names in Broadway. Um, And that's Gwen Verdon, um, who was this huge Broadway uh, and even moving to musical film. Um, She was married to Fosse at this time, separated, I believe, but still. Um, And then the original Velma was Cheetah Rivera, who... Um, I believe is still alive and actually was rewarded the Presidential Medal of Honor from Obama a well, couple years back, and she's just one of the best dancers I've ever seen. Um, she's also in... oh, no, go ahead.
2: She's also in this movie.
0: She is.
2: Yeah. In a little scene, uh, let's see if... Uh, where does it say? In the beginning of the scene, introducing Matron Mama Morton to the uh-huh. new inmates, Roxy Hart has a brief conversation with a woman smoking a cigarette. That character is played by longtime Broadway actress, Cheetah Rivera.
0: Rivera. Oh! See, I didn't notice that. Huh. Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's incredible. She was in uh, Bye Bye Birdie. She was in West Side Story. Both are shows I've been in now. Oh, so great. I, I love Cheetah Rivera. Um, and she was... I think she's still alive, but... Uh, yeah, she is. And last I knew, she was still dancing? Question mark? Somehow? <laughs> Anyways, we can, we can keep going. I just wanted to give a shout-out to those ladies, because they deserve it.
3: Um... I don't really remember where we were before that, so... We... Yeah...
2: Um, I think I was about to say something about, so okay, before you mentioned the oh gosh, I, I'm just completely blinking blank, uh, blinking. Um,
3: something about Velma.
2: yeah, she's she's kind of there. Um, she does stuff, but she doesn't seem as important to the I mean she is important to the plot because she does stuff important to the plot but she doesn't feel as important to the plot as many of the other characters like and and the things she does do don't really have many long term consequences because Roxy kind of just brushes them off Mm -hmm. it's not really until the end that she actually does something that I think really affects the story but that's just because it's just the conclusion it's the resolution of the story
3: yeah Other than that, pretty much everything else she does is very quickly
2: not, like, it doesn't have any consequences. So I feel like that's why she doesn't feel as major of a character as she is. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Um, At the beginning of the movie, this actually caused some confusion for me for a while. At the beginning, there's the scene where Roxy is in the burlesque club or whatever
3: uh-huh
2: um and um she's watching the the thing going on and and uh velma walks in and the guy's like hey where's your sister and she's like uh don't worry about it. don't worry about it <laughs> um,
1: yeah
2: and she performs um and then roxy and like her boyfriend uh fred they go back to the apartment Whatever. Um And then, you know, she kills him, and then that starts off the plot, she goes to jail, stuff like that. But then yeah. Velma's at the jail when Roxy goes there. And uh-huh. apparently she's been there for months.
0: Yeah, she was,
2: yeah. And because she uh, killed her sister, and that's why at the beginning, she's like, oh yeah, I killed my sister. And that's um that confused me for a while until I realized that the scene... Where she's in the room and ends up killing Fred actually takes place months after that beginning scene, but it flows together so well, and they don't tell you that there was any time difference between those. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they don't
2: tell you that any time has passed. That it, it's very confusing for a while. Because I didn't even think she was the same character as the beginning for a while. I mean, I thought at first she was, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. So for a while, I thought it was a different character who just looked similar. And who also had, like, yeah, I was confused.
0: So in the original, like, stage version of Chicago, it looks like usually the scene where she murders Fred is interplayed with the opening number.
3: Um sung by Velma. So it looks like um Okay. Uh
0: that they're going on at the same time to kind of show different events going on. Um and all that jazz is just an introduction number. But yeah, that that was kind of
3: strange. Yeah. Really Love through that. Really threw oh. some stuff up off, yeah. Other than that, I don't have anything else to say about Velma. Yeah, who's next?
2: Uh, who do you think is next? It's Richard Gear oh, right. as Billy Flynn. Billy Flynn. We've already said quite a bit about him, so I think we can yes. move on. Or...
0: yeah, I, yeah, I don't really have anything more to say about him. Good character. Yeah.
2: All right, up next, we have uh, Tay Diggs.
0: Taye Diggs?
2: I don't know. <laughs> as the band leader. A character I hate- who I don't even know if has any lines, but he's in actually a lot of the movie, and the music yeah. scenes just kind of, they like, to show him there.
0: Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about him. Um, yeah, <laughs> Definitely not a principal character.
2: I, I think at this point, IMD goes, IMDB goes in order of their appearance in the, in oh, the movie, okay. probably, because he's yeah. like, oh, all that jazz. And then okay. Cliff Saunders as stage manager. I don't even know <laughs>
3: who that
2: is. Uh, and then Dominic West as Fred Casely. Fred. He's the guy who gets shot and yep. killed. Um, um, again, not too much to say about him. He's there. He works for the short period of time. He's there. I, We don't really get to know him, so... I mean, we do. After he's dead, we get to know a bit more about him, but still, that's not a lot because he's not that
3: important to the plot, other than as the thing that gets it going.
1: Yeah. I don't um. Know.
3: Jane Eastwood as Mrs.
2: I'm not even going to pronounce her name. She's the neighbor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Again, keep going.
2: The police photographer Bruce Bean is the police photographer again. Not really. Oh, important. Great,
0: great performance.
2: Um, he actually has a picture on IMDB, but oh, the next person, form. Roman, uh, Padora, I don't know, as Sergeant Fogarty, he does not.
0: Oh, all right. We got to get on that then.
2: And then finally we have John C. Riley as yes. Famous Amos Hart.
0: Famous Amos Hart.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> uh, he is, uh, also known as, a uh, Rocket Ralph.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, he broke my heart, and he was the perfect uh, actor cast for this role. He completely broke my heart. I felt for him.
2: Yeah, he's the character who really um, you're. It's it's the character you're supposed to sympathize, but the movie tries hard, or the musical tries hard to make you not want to sympathize because he's he's kind of in a way. Um, opposite to our main character is more antagonistic towards him but that kind of puts him in the spot where he is in her story like a bit of an antagonist sometimes helping her out I sometimes don't... mostly not but he's not really an antagonist he's not doing anything horrible against her he's just he's got a lot of bad things happening to her to
0: him I yeah I don't know why she's just so mean to him like She doesn't let up once. Like, she's just mean.
2: Especially at the end after the court. She had no reason to say what she did. I mean, I guess she was hurting because she didn't have her fame.
0: But, like, and the only reason she gave for being, like, mad or not liking him is because he wasn't good in bed? Question mark?
2: Yeah, I, I, she doesn't even call him ugly. Ever that she she doesn't like, or that her his personality's bad, or anything like that. It's just because of how he's in bed that she doesn't like him. That's the only reason she gives.
0: Yeah,
3: that's man. And like, I, I just I feel bad. And he sings he sings such a
0: great number, uh, "Mr. Cellophane," which I I love that song. Um. I love yeah. I've
2: I've definitely heard you singing that one
3: before, just like in the shower or something.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a good one, um. And it fits him so well. You just feel so bad for him.
3: Yeah, he does. He's
2: he's the main. You know,
0: he's the secret uh, main character. Secret main character. And I I would say during his scene, um, when he's on the stage is a pretty good example of some minimal Bob Fossy moves. So I could definitely tell there was some inspiration taken in the film.
3: So uh, I'd also say like to say um, that the the person who started
0: in the revival uh, performance that's still on Broadway right now, the original actor to play Amos is joel gray who you don't know who he is yet thomas but for all the theater listeners he played mc in cabaret in the original cabaret and in the cabaret movie so that's fun um great great connection there
2: all right I need to make sure we remember that when we get to that episode
0: yes of course, of course.
2: Let's see how uh, different stories connect together.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Building a cinematic universe here.
0: Yep. Cabaret... Well, actually, you know what? Chicago and Cabaret... Well, I mean, they would be in the same universe. Why not? Yeah. I mean... If two stories if,
2: can exist in the same universe and like it doesn't raise any problems with them being in the same well, universe, then... You might as well say they're in the same universe. They might as well be.
0: Well, and the music and lyrics and all that were uh, written by the same guys. Yeah. See exactly. I think I think it's the same universe, just uh, about I, I, I fifteen can, years apart. I think we can. We can try fitting all of these in the same universe. I, I think that's possible.
2: It's it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It,
3: yeah. If people can do it with all the Pixar movies, then surely we can do it. Sure. Yeah. Alright, so
2: uh, up next, uh, Colm Fiore as Harrison. Don't know who that character is. Nope. Rob Smith as newspaper photographer. Uh, Sean mm-hmm. Wendell. Okay, I'm just going to skip characters now until we get yeah, to someone. Go, go to uh, Queen Cheetah as Nikki. Queen Latifah as Matron Mama Morton.
0: Yeah. Um... Queen Latifah was Queen Latifah. If you've seen Queen Latifah in any role, you've seen her in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) People are not going to like that I said that, but it's true. It's
3: true. Go watch Hairspray. God. (laughs) Well, no comment here. I'm not going to make people upset. Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't know. What do I? What do I know? Uh, so,
3: um,
2: quick question. There's definitely a character we're missing here, but that's about it.
3: Um, it also lists
2: one more character, Susan Misner as Liz. She has a picture, but I don't know that character. So,
0: yeah, who, who, who we missing? Because I, I can think of someone we're missing, but
3: uh, who, who are we missing?
0: Mary Sunshine. The reporter, oh yeah, the
2: she's in like most of the movie, and she's not here.
0: Yeah, well, and and get this, on the Wikipedia article, um, here's the description for Mary Sunshine. Are you ready?
2: No. Okay, now I'm ready.
0: Okay, the newspaper reporter who follows the trials of both Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly. In most productions, Sunshine is revealed to be a male
3: at the end of the show. Oh, what? <laughs> like, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm
0: not. I'm not judging or anything. But what a strange thing to reveal for a character like that. Like, for a reporter who, like doesn't really have any character development or, like, this huge part of the show. (laughs) What? What's the point of revealing Mary Sunshine to be a male? I don't get that.
2: And she's uh, played by a pretty big actor, right? Christine Baronski. I'm pretty sure I've seen her in a lot.
0: I think I've seen her in a lot. Now, that one... She is an Into
2: the Woods 2014.
0: Oh. But see in the movie they don't do this. Um because in every single big production he- listed here Mary Sunshine is always played by a man. Uh. What is what a strange um strange element. I mean again, there's nothing wrong with it, but it it just uh what what's the what, what what's the point of having
3: such a inconsequential character yeah you, like have to reveal to be a male
0: it's not I,
2: like that's something that's set up
0: no it's not set it. up and it's not it it, it it does absolutely nothing for the plot it's kind of just like oh um all right Unless, i really don't know I seriously don't know. We need to watch, I guess, the Broadway production or something like that. Maybe there's something there. That's just strange to
3: me.
2: Um. So I found a few people who uh, we are missing. Uh. Oh, I found out. Um. Hart Harrison Martin Harrison is the prosecutor. That's who that is. Okay. Um. We have, uh, of course, um the hungarian prisoner uh oh, yes who has a name that i will butcher if i tried pronouncing and their actress actor also has a name that i don't want to try to pronounce
0: um so get this here's another fact the the hungarian um inmate uh, i'll go ahead and try to pronounce her name
2: uh Halinsky.
0: Oh, she has a different name in the movie? Okay, so here that's interesting. Okay, so in the in the show, right, the Broadway show, her last name is Honyak, Hunyak. H U N Y A K. And it says here her last name, Hunyak, is an ethnic slur for Hungarian people
2: yikes okay i can see why they changed it in the movie
0: then yeah i don't again um what a decision to do that Uh, also sorry if i offended anyone for
3: saying that it's just such a good fact and Uh, um wait okay and uh and on the uh Actual Wikipedia
2: article for the actress is to American audiences she is best known as Hunyak, the Hungarian death row prisoner from the musical Chicago. But that's not what it says on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia has a different
3: name for the character. So, huh? Okay, interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um. Oh, oh also, she's actually Russian. Yeah, what? she's Russian. Huh? Yeah. I'm the, so the confused. The actor's Russian, not Hungarian.
0: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the character. No, no, no,
2: no. no the character's Hungarian.
3: Okay.
1: well, Interesting.
2: Russia and Hungary, Hungary have very different cultures, I'm pretty sure, so In, interesting decision. Um, but yeah, here's a few characters. Uh, Lucy
3: Liu as Kitty Baxter. Ah, uh, she's in yeah. one scene. Um, yeah. Where, where she she kills, uh, her like she kills uh,
2: like some her husband and like two women he's sleeping with, and then she's sent to prison. And um, it's like, oh no, she's going to outshine Roxy, and so that's going to be a big conflict in the, the conflict here, obviously, but. That's when Roxy pulls out the "Oh no, I'm pregnant" card, and then suddenly Lucy Liu's character not in the not in the musical again.
0: We never gone. see her again. Yeah, they build her up to be such a big character, and then boop, that's it. And then she gets uh, to be one of the most top build of the cast members, which all right, probably
3: yeah, has to do. She's stuff built like before that. Queen Latifah, who is one of the major characters. Things. Yeah, which who would have thought, whoever, whoever wrote Queen Latifah, they did a good job. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know how they did that. I mean, it's also Lucy Liu. Um,
0: Is she the one from Grey's Anatomy?
2: Um, She's... Let's see. Charlie's Angels is. Our, oh. Yeah. She's also in the um, series Elementary, where she plays uh, Watson. But like.
0: Oh, I'm I'm gonna seem really racist
1: now.
2: Yeah. Um. She's in Kill Bill.
0: She was in Joey, this friend yeah. spinoff. She's in Kung Fu Panda, huh? How in the world did she get billed before Queen Latifah?
3: I mean, she's, like, a major actor. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, she's does a lot of major things. <laughs> although, although to be fair, most of that
2: stuff is actually from after um, this. So, like, her big thing at that point would have been she was in the television series Ally McBeal, and she was in Charlie's Angels.
0: Yeah, Charlie's Angels is big.
2: Her okay. other major stuff like Elementary
3: and Kill Bill were kind of after Chicago. Correct. Yeah. And Mulan 2. She was in Mulan 2. Oh, that's
0: great. I've never seen that.
3: that I, don't, I feel like art. most
0: people have not seen that. Yeah, that Well, I have a feeling like that one's
2: not on Blu-ray. <laughs>
0: It might be. I own Hunchback 2. A little, a little spoiler for you guys. Yeah. Yo. Wait, what? I own. Hunchback. No. Yeah, I own Hunchback and Notre Dame 2. Why? <laughs> On blue. No. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. And I've never seen it, so that'll be quite the episode.
3: Well, um, any other characters? No, I, I don't think so. Um, just...
0: Were it, were there any songs that really uh, stood out to you? I feel like you would really like Razzle Dazzle. I thought you would like that song.
2: For I, I just little can't little for the life of me right now think of any song <laughs> except for um, Cell Block Tango. That one's just too catchy the chorus and that's a problem. I can mm-hmm. see why you wouldn't like it because it's just stuck. And
0: I, have I can't all that, get it out. I have all that jazz stuck in my head.
2: Yeah, I think my problem is I just I don't know these songs that well, um, and I guess just song wise, like um, genre wise, they're all you know pretty similar. As I mean, it's themed the, the musical kind of has a theme to it, which is it's not a problem. I mean that it works really well. Um, the problem though is at the point where um, the one song that is quite like different from all the others now is stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can't for the life of me think of those songs, but I know there was a, a lot that I did enjoy. I did really enjoy the musical uh, music in this. Um, yeah. I just can't think of it for the life of me, and it's bothering me, so...
0: Yeah, John Kander um, and Fred Ebb, they sure know how to write a musical. Um, the, o- overall, I will say Chicago is not up there for one of my favorite musicals in the I world.
2: Can say, I can understand.
0: Um,
2: I can understand where, where people would like it, but yeah, for me, it doesn't oh, really.
0: It's It's a good musical, don't get me wrong um it's just it's never stood out to me as uh something that i one feel the need to go back and listen to a lot or watch it's it's just really not one of those that i i constantly feel the need to just
3: relate back to or anything uh, um, and uh, even the movie
0: itself. The only reason I own it is because of someone else. Like I would have never bought this uh, on my own, just from the from the from the store. Um, I got this for five dollars at Target in 2015, I believe.
3: That's probably about
2: a quarter of your collection, though. That's like that, though
0: yeah there's I'm, but there's there's quite a bit in there too, that I'm like, "Oh, I love this." and I there's a couple of musicals that I'm like, "I cannot wait for Thomas to watch this.
2: Um, uh, why don't we we go ahead and list some of those off?
0: Yeah, okay.
2: So um,
0: cabaret for one, I've been referencing it a lot, I feel like in this podcast. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, if if cabaret is if our podcast on cabaret is already out by the time you're you're listening to this, uh, you should go ahead and uh, watch cabaret and then listen to that podcast episode right after this because I I yes, feel like that's going to be like the sequel to this episode.
0: Oh no, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll probably relate cabaret to Chicago, and I've been relating Chicago to cabaret. I'll uh, probably
2: I, also relate it to Chicago then, but I I you know I can't relate them right now because I haven't seen
0: yeah. I feel like you'll also have a lot more to say about Cabaret. Um,
2: I know I like one of the
0: songs. (laughs) Cabaret is in my top 10, if not top 5, favorite musicals of all time. Um, But another musical I can't wait for you to watch, Thomas, is Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Uh,
2: I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm really sorry I missed your performance of that one
0: yes yes and i yeah i have been in little shop we'll talk more about that when we get to it and yeah. i was i was thinking thomas um either that i i think we should cheat a little bit with our with our system here and have either little shop of horrors or rocky horror picture show for a halloween episode uh yeah of yeah we can do
2: Review. that we can do that uh, and we can do two. like one of the We can do that, like one of the Muppet Christmas movies for Christmas, or like Home Alone. Oh, we should do Home Alone for Christmas.
0: Yeah, Home Alone can be during our Christmas time. We'll do the series, but
1: uh, yeah, okay.
0: But yeah, yeah, we'll have to decide. Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's uh, maybe, yeah, we'll 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 see when the time comes. But uh, I, I cannot wait to show you Little Shop
3: of Horrors. Um, Especially since you haven't seen it, uh, yeah, epic, yeah. You know, Halloween's
2: just around the corner; it's just two months away.
0: It is, and I'm gonna be in a Halloween show.
3: Um, epic! I'll be in Frankenstein, which find the creature is quite thematically relevant because Frankenstein.
2: And that's where I would relate it to something, but I, I don't have anything to relate it to.
0: Um, you can relate that's it to how... You, you can relate it to how we are eventually going to get to Young Frankenstein by Melbrook. Oh,
2: no, that one's <laughs> not a musical, though.
0: Um. Yeah, there is a musical of it, but no, not the version
3: that... Not on blu No. No. Um... Anything else you wanted to say? Um. Uh, let's see. We've already brought up that it won all these Academy Awards.
0: I I don't know. I, I feel bad because there's so so much more. I feel like we could have gone into if we just knew the knew the uh, show better.
2: I, I, I just read something in Wikipedia quickly. I, I was I just uh, moved back to Wikipedia and uh, quickly saw the name Michael Jackson. So um, apparently for uh, huh? the character Billy Flynn, Michael Jackson was considered for the role. But Harvey Weinstein heavily objected to the idea of casting Jackson as he felt more attention Whoa. would be paid to him than the rest of the cast.
0: That would have made <laughs> absolutely no sense
2: it's like the um anecdotes of like Michael Jackson or um Nicolas Cage being cast as being potentially cast as Spider-Man.
0: Yes. Oh god. That makes no sense. It does not. Um, but yeah. I I guess I guess we better say yeah, this is a, a Miramax movie so Harvey Weinstein's name is attached to it just so everyone knows. It doesn't take away from
3: the quality of the film though so don't worry uh but yeah yeah. he's
2: he's out there somewhere. there's 16 songs in this oh 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 one of them's all that jazz
0: reprise and and i actually think there are songs cut uh from the original i think there's more songs in the original uh stage
2: version all that jazz funny honey when you're good to mama sell block tango all i care about we both reached for the gun roxy i can't do it alone mr cellophane razzle dazzle class cut from the film but included in dvd in 2005 broadcast premiere on nbc oh okay so actually that's probably in the deleted scenes
0: yeah we did not watch any of the special features <laughs> uh, yeah Oh yeah, it is. I see it. I see it right here. Sure enough. Yep.
1: Wow.
2: We could have. We could have seen it, but we didn't know about it. So. We
0: we didn't. That's fine.
2: Yeah, it was okay. just feature commentary from stage to screen: the history of Chicago and the deleted musical number, Class. Those are all yeah. the special features. Um, then there's a tap dance nowadays. Nowadays slash hot honey rag, and then I move on which is over the
3: credits. And then a reprise of all that jazz. Yes. So, anything else we need to say?
0: Well, I was that- going to say I almost auditioned for this show. Oh. Uh, but then, and then COVID hit. Oh. So I never got the chance to audition for Chicago. Uh,
2: and every time I think we're about to wrap up, I I, I see something (laughs) new in the wikipedia article uh so chicago grossed 170 million dollars in the us and canada as well as 136 million in other territories and a combined 306 million worldwide which was at the time the highest gross of any film never to reach number one or number two in the weekly box office charts in the north american markets
0: wow i wonder what kept it off
2: but but this record has since been outdone by Alvin and the Chipmunks The Squeak oh, oh,
1: oh, oh,
0: oh, Hey, a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I owned that movie. You have no idea. It's
2: <laughs> and also worldwide <laughs> Chicago is the highest grossing live action musical with 306 million dollars. Yeah, which was a record that was then broken by Mamma Mia. Oh, okay, makes sense. I guess. I I will say I will I like say
0: I, I. I like Chicago more than I like Mamma Mia.
2: I would imagine I would like it too. Just you know, from plot reasons. I don't think yeah. I would really get into the plot of Mamma Mia.
0: <laughs> no, I I,
2: I like I the really... music
3: though. Oh yeah, I love ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. Good band. Yeah. We Wait, will not Abba? be. Are they pronounced Abba? Mi- Abba. I pronounce it Abba. Abba? I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Abba? It's A
2: B B A. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Who? who yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever.
3: We will not be getting to Mamma Mia. So, I I don't own it. Well. Fair enough. Um. I don't think either of us would want to.
2: Not to yeah. say that there aren't movies that we're both not looking forward to.
0: Yes, there's definitely movies in this collection that Thomas and I look at, and we're like, oh, God. Yeah, please don't land on this movie.
3: Oh, God. I'm looking <laughs> at a couple right now.
2: Yeah, we started off with a pretty decent one. Not Not super exciting, not the best, but still good.
0: Yeah, yeah, middle of the road. It was just you know, uh, we didn't completely hate it when
3: it landed on on the wheel. So, you know what? Well, uh, how, how you know what? Should should
0: we give it a rating?
3: Yeah, we can rate them. Um,
2: actually, the I just thought about. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we needed some some like sort of idea of what's the best what what's a 10 out
3: of 10 and what's a 1 out of 10 um uh, which i guess would just be what's your favorite movie and what's your least favorite movie um
0: gosh i feel like i can't say my favorite movie cuz they'll give it away before we get to it
2: yeah okay okay fair enough my favorite movie is not we don't have it on blu-ray it's uh it's a Tim Curry movie, uh, it's, I, it's I know clue. What it is. it's it's clue.
3: clue Clue.
2: It's a good movie. it's it's the and it's it's a movie based on a board game, which is the funniest thing. Uh, yeah. but it's it's a comedy, so
0: it works, yeah, i I probably put Chicago up there with Donkey Kong Country. What did you say Donkey Kong Country? Well, speaking
1: yeah.
2: of Donkey Kong Country. Oh, so oh, so I was doing a bit of you know I, I, um you know six degrees of separation you know that's a popular thing it's always been popular still is but I mean nowadays people do something similar by clicking through Wikipedia articles to get from one article to another so you know I kind of mixed it in a way you know went through Wikipedia so in um, Chicago of course uh, Velma is played by Catherine Zeta Jones. And Catherine Zeta-Jones was both in the movie Traffic With and is also married to Michael Douglas. And uh, Michael Douglas, of course, uh, he played uh, Hank Pym in Ant-Man, I believe. Um, the movie that just came out, 2015. Pretty good. Um, also in that movie, though, apparently was Tom Kenny. And uh, Tom Kenny was also, you know, famously in SpongeBob SquarePants. And a lot of characters in SpongeBob SquarePants were voiced by Dee Bradley Baker, very famous voice actor who voiced, very famous for voicing all the clones in Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in that is voiced by James, James Arnold Taylor, who voiced Johnny Test in the hit uh, t- animated TV series Johnny Test. Now, also in Johnny Test uh, was a voice actor by the name of Richard Newman, who happened to voice quite a few characters in the ni- what, 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 when, when this come out? 1996 TV series, Donkey Kong Country.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so, so pretty much what you're saying is Cabaret, Chicago, Donkey Kong Country, all same universe. Exactly. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please come back next week or whenever we have new episodes um, and support our podcasts. Uh, You can find us on wherever podcasts can be heard. You can go subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel, the Robros
3: podcast. Thomas? Anything else? Um go follow uh, me on I, roblox yeah um and uh, if you'll give me a second uh, i just uh,
1: uh yeah sure sure
3: uh, yeah no i don't i don't have a quote i'm sorry um i'm I'll, sorry i was too busy uh, but you know what i i think that's good isn't it grand